Welcome to Southern Man, Western Town. I am your host, Jeff Lawrence. This show is all about the independent artists of all over the world. I'm going to bring them to you. I'm going to bring them here. The interviews, I'm going to bring you the music. Thank you for tuning in to Southern Man, Western Town. Southern Man, Western Town. I want to say this is episode 46, but I could be wrong. Maybe episode 47, 46, 45. I don't know, but hola, amigos. Bonjour. Dory Arigato, Mr. Roboto. What? <laughs> I've lost my mind, people. Um... <clears throat> So, I originally started recording the show on July 11th, but I'm finishing up today, which is July 16th. I'm in northern Utah, high above the plains in the northern desert, high desert, they call it. It's hotter than shit. It's about 93 that's not bad, I guess, for here this time of year. I don't miss the humidity in the south. I surely do not miss that. People still fighting over wearing masks. I don't even get it. It's driving me crazy. Just put on your damn mask. It ain't going to kill you. But some good news out there. Starting to pick up some gigs. I'm not sure why or if I even should be even doing them, but I guess it'll be all right. I feel pretty safe on stage. Even with a four-piece band or a three-piece, I'm not really that close to anybody. I feel pretty safe. I'll do what I always do. I don't really talk to the crowd much as far as going out into it because I'm not a big drinker. I'll drink one or two here and there, but... 
I usually only have one drink at the bar when I'm playing, sometimes two, never more than that. If I'm driving, I only have one early on in the night, so I won't do anything stupid. But anyway, August 8th and 9th, I am filling in on lead guitar with a real Doug Elaine at the uh, Roadhouse Saloon in Idaho Falls. Or is it Idaho Springs? Damn it, I'm messing it up. I think it's Idaho Falls, but it could be Idaho Springs up in uh, Idaho. Whatever the one, I was just there today and I still don't remember. I think it's Idaho Falls. Um, right up above Pocatello, above Blackfoot, below Montana there, below Rigby and Rexburg. I was just there today in the day job. Went up and grabbed a bunch of empty beer bottles from a factory in Rigby, brought them back down to Ogden after I dropped off a bunch of salt at the Costco at Pocatello, Idaho. But yeah, anyway, filling in for lead guitar, The Real Doug Lane. Check out his latest album, Water from the Stone. It's damn good. It's already gotten like 30,000 streams. That's usually what I get every three months on all 26 of my albums and he's done it on his one and he just released it a couple months ago maybe even one month ago he was on this show i interviewed him on this show um early on maybe 20 shows in maybe not that much just go back and look in the archives on anchor.fm or spotify if you subscribe to the show on spark actually on, i think on spotify you hit the follow button and then it'll pop up for you um but yeah, you'll, uh, good stuff. It's not your kind of twangy or country. He is from Texas, but his country isn't so much. It's not, it's pretty, I don't know, it's kind of unique in a lot of ways. It's, uh, he doesn't have that kind of twangy, twang southern voice like I got. And he doesn't do the kind of newer bro country, what I call bro country either. You'll like it. <clears throat> Check it out. Um, today on the show... I got uh, Dr. Denson Angula, and I hope I pronounced that right. We talked about it earlier, but uh, he's uh, one of the best bassists I've heard um, in a while. May be the best bassist I've heard in Utah, I didn't, and I wasn't even aware of him, I guess because I'm not really in the jazz circle thing. They don't let me in. I'm ousted from the circle of jazz friends. <laughs> they don't they don't let the smooth jazz guys in, especially guys like me who who play country gigs and classic rock gigs to, to on the side to make some bucks. Um but yeah, Dr. Angulo <clears throat> Denson, D E N S O N Angulo A N G U or it's Angulo, I guess how you pronounce it. A N G U L O. Um he's a doctor of uh professor in music at the University of Utah. And he talks about that. He, I don't know if they're going to start classes on time or what. But he also plays in, a, in his own band called Chromium 3. Um, I played one of the songs on this show. Uh, you'll have heard it already by the time you listen to this. And you've probably already heard that. Uh, well, actually, no, you listen, you'll you hear it after you listen to this <laughs> um, intro here. And you'll do... Uh, I played his, uh, a live bass solo he did in China, an improv bass solo talk a little bit about that in the interview too <clears throat> and he's uh he plays a lot with uh different jazz musicians all around town 
knows some of the people that I know. But he's in the circle, man. If I, you know, if I'd have stuck to playing bass, I started playing bass when I was nine years old before I played guitar. I probably would be. Um, well, I could still, I mean, I still play the bass. I could still uh, hold my own with anybody. Um, but it'd definitely be easier for me probably to get gigs. I'm not sure, though. There's a shitload of bass players in Salt Lake and a lot of damn good ones, too. I think there's better bass players here than there is guitarists. <clears throat> Although there are some killer guitarists, too, though. Like Terrence Hansen. I mean, he's probably the best guitarist around. You can't, how are you going to top him? Um, but, uh, Dr. Angulo for sure fits in that, uh, top of the top notch area. Um, definitely check out his music. Go to, um, his website. Go to his Instagram. He gives all that info in the interview. And, uh, check all that out out in the oil. It'll link you into all his YouTube videos and stuff. Because uh, with his Chromium 3 band, he usually, uh, he'll switch in and out. Sometimes he's trumpet, sometimes sax, sometimes, I think there's one time where he's a four-piece, he's got a keys. Um, I don't really, I don't think he ever uses guitar. A lot of, a lot of jazz trios don't use guitar. They all hate guitar players. <laughs> no, like, they, I think they do, though, sometimes. A lot of times you'll see a stand-up bassist and a drummer and a piano player or something like that. You don't need guitar, but... What they don't ever want to realize or admit is that people want to see the guitar. People really rather see the guitar and their other instruments most of the time. <laughs> but when you're as good as the as the doctor we're about to interview, um, they definitely uh, all eyes on him on this. He, they don't need a guitarist. He he takes care of the bottom end and the high end. Plays the you know six string basses and stuff. Oh yeah, and back to so back to gigs. I've got the Playing with the real Doug Lane, August 8th and 9th, Idaho Falls, uh, Idaho. Now, and I just landed a, I got a trio gig with my own band. I just call it the J-Law Trio. And it's down in, at Scores down in Lehigh, Utah. And I've got one September 4th and October 10th. I think those are both Fridays. I know September 4th is Friday. I'm not sure. October 10th could be a Saturday. One or the other, but we'll be down there doing just some classic rock trio stuff. I don't do much of that anymore. I'm trying to get out of out of it actually. Just do my CCR cover band, but um, that's a four hour gig down there, and I can't really do four hours of CCR. You can, but I don't know. I don't think anybody wants to hear that. I don't even think CCR wants to hear that. <laughs> I don't even think they've ever done that. Um, so I'm not going to do it. That's usually a two-hour set. But, yeah, so the trio thing, four hours. Um, tough gig, four hours, but I'll take it. I'm still waiting to hear back on my solo gig in Park City, which is in August, too. I don't. I assumed it was canceled, but it may not be. I'll have to look into that. Anyway, go to my website, djslawrence.com. I haven't put these gigs updated on it yet because I just kind of landed them yesterday. They'll be updated over the weekend. <clears throat> um, excuse me. And then uh, go to my YouTube channel, uh, Jeff Lawrence Lessons. Go to Spotify, iTunes, all them places. Look up J.S. Lawrence or Jeff Lawrence and listen to all my stuff. I'm still waiting on my Melodies and Madness compilation to be released. Should be any time now, any day. Um, and this show probably won't be... Well... 
All my regular listeners know that this show will probably be available tomorrow, <laughs> but <clears throat> it's uh, I don't usually, I probably won't actually officially drop this show on the brand until, I don't know, a couple weeks goes by. Got some really good shows in the can for you coming up soon. Um, one before this with uh, Ben Miller, a really good, really good interview. Hope, hope you all got a chance to check that out. Make sure you go to Facebook's Southern Man Western Town podcast page. Um, and, you know, I didn't even realize this, but you can go to anchor.fm, so A-N-C-H-O-R. It's like a boat anchor, anchor.fm, Jeff-Lawrence. And just, you know, my name's L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. Um, and you can actually email me straight on to the, on the show. I'll play it on the show. You can email me straight to it. Um, which I didn't even realize you could do that. Or you can shoot me an email, a direct message on the Facebook page, Southern Man Western Town Podcast on Facebook, and I'll uh, read it on here. But, yeah, send me a voicemail on anchor.fm slash jeff-lawrence, and that'll link you up to this web, this uh, podcast. That's where I do the show at. also want to give a shout-out to my friend, Philip Howell, and... Uh, Kennesaw, Georgia, back home. Used to be a bass player in a lot of bands I played in. Um, but he's got his own podcast now. He's only done one episode, but check it out. It's nothing like this show. It's uh, it's called The Human Racist. And it's not about racism. It's just a, kind of a play on the, the words. He uh, First episode is really good. He talks about a kind of a health issue that he went through. It's kind of a uh, you'll see. Just go check it out. Go look at the Human Racist, which is also on uh, Anchor.fm. Um, but you can find it on Spotify as well, just like you can this show. Make sure whenever you listen to these shows, you know, follow it, like it, whatever it asks you to do. It really helps out. And if you can ever support the show, you can do that directly on Anchor.fm slash Jeff-Lawrence. Or you can just Venmo me, uh, Venmo.com. Uh, Jeff Dash Lawrence Dash Forty Eight, and uh, still doing my Sunday jam. Sometimes I'm, I've been doing a couple of Saturdays lately. Uh, improv things on on Facebook Live, so look for that on uh, it's Jeff S Lawrence on Facebook. Jeff S Lawrence, Jeff S Period Lawrence, I think. But uh, try to find me on there. Uh, J Law Music Man on Instagram and what am I leaving out Jeff S. Lawrence Juan on Twitter if you want to bitch at me about Trump or something um anyway I'm glad to have you guys uh back on and everybody listening and everybody uh stay out there and with your mask on a lot of countries are beating this thing they're not beating it but they're not getting nowhere near the cases we're getting this seems to be the only underlying factor is they caught it early enough and stayed in or they uh, all wore the mask so I mean if you think about it I mean people say the mask don't do anything or stupid I mean you wear a mask when you paint I've, I've done construction work I mean you wear, wear them when you paint when you do sheetrock you know, get the sheetrock dust in your face you know doctors wear them it's pretty common sense that it's going to help some. It may not help everything. It may not, you know, it may not 
stop it all, but it's sure the hell going to help, and I'm sure the hell going to at least help other people feel good, you know. You walk by an old person, and they're sick already, and they got a mask on there. They'd probably appreciate it if you had one on, too. Um, it's about it for uh, the old intro of the show here. But uh, coming up next, my interview with Dr. Denson Angula. I'm going to play you out a little bit on the guitar. I don't know what I'm going to play. I'm just going to play. sugars or many other ailments? Mary says, my pain levels were near intolerable. My sugars were scary high and blood pressure was near stroke level and sleep was elusive. After one month, I'm experiencing healthier blood pressure and sugars. I'm sleeping close to eight hours a night and I'm thinking about being out in nature. Katie says, adding this to my daily routine is a game changer. It helps decrease my appetite, curb my cravings, and makes me feel fuller, longer. James says, after nine surgeries on my back and neck, due to military injuries, I had a lot of discomfort. The doctor prescribed recommendations that left me in a fog. I started the simple project and noticed a reduced amount of discomfort. I have been feeling better and reduced my use of what the doctor gave me. My name is Samantha Burrell. I work with a team of doctors, nurses, nutritionists, and trainers to aid people in better maintaining their health with hopes to be able to reduce the use of the pharmaceuticals through a whole food spectrum. I am always looking to help others take their lives back through better health. If you feel you are in good health but would enjoy helping others maintain their health while getting paid for it, let's talk this week. I am a health and wellness coach, Samantha Burrell. 
Joining me right now on the podcast is Dr. Denson Angulo. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good. I appreciate you calling in on a on a Saturday that's a hundred degrees right. out there. <laughs> yes, it's very warm. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. I, and I know uh, you're in the Salt Lake area, right? Uh. Yes. I actually just moved to Lehigh, but um, I'm functional throughout the entire. Wasatch Front. Okay, yeah, I'm up in uh, North Ogden now. I've been here, been in Utah close to 20 years. Are you originally from Utah? Or? 
I actually grew up in Vernal, Vernal, Utah. Way out there by the Colorado border. Yep, dinosaur land, as they, as they call it. And so how did you uh, go from there to being a a great jazz bassist? <laughs> give us a give us a background. Uh, okay. Well, I started playing bass in high school, and um, when there when you're out in Vernal, there's not a whole lot to do. So I just started practicing all the time. I practiced maybe six to eight hours a day, just listening to jazz and funk and rock and country and hip hop and whatever I could get my ears on back in the day. And uh, I got really good at it, and that's what I've been doing ever since. And I love it. Were you, were you any kind? Were you in any kind of bands and stuff back there? Or? So in Vernal, I was actually in um, a rock band. That it was actually like a rock and country band, and we did like you know southern rock and modern country and stuff like that. I actually even sang backups, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, but I played the jazz stuff in the high school jazz band. So I was sort of doing the jazz stuff at school. And then I was actually doing gigs when I was 16, 17 years old with this rock band. Um, and yeah, so I had sort of a, a lot of different influences. One of the first bands that I really loved was ZZ Top, which is sort of that Texas rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love ZZ Top, you know, and then just other stuff along that sort of same you know, I used to watch like Austin City Limits and Stevie Ray Vaughan was on there and Asleep at the Wheel. I love that band. Like, so there's a lot of like country influence in my upbringing, but I'd also listen to like speed metal and, you know, Judas Priest and Anthrax and crazy shit like that. Yeah, I'm the kind of the same way. I kind of, kind of listen to all that stuff too. <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of the Western kind of jazz, I mean, uh, sorry, the Western kind of country has a lot of jazz influence anyway. Sure, like the bluegrass influence comes yeah. comes all the way back from the blues influence, and yeah, so Appalachia and all that kind of stuff, Texas swing, yeah, all that stuff's great. So, in your uh, in your titles, you're a doctor, so I'm I'm assuming you're a professor of a uh, of music education, maybe. That is correct. I my doctor is actually in performance. It's called a doctor of musical arts, but I actually teach. Um, at the university level, uh, I teach at the University of Utah, and I also teach adjunctly at Utah Valley University. Okay, yeah, I taught guitar lessons there briefly. I, I think it was at the uh, that little campus they have in Hebers where I was teaching guitar oh, lessons. Oh, cool. there. Yeah, it was only a one night a week, nice. week kind of deal. Um, and then, and then I was checking out some of your stuff on on your uh, website and stuff, and, on, and you're. That, I was watching this one solo. It says like it's like an improv solo in in China or something. How did I? How did you end up in China playing? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I was in a band um, with a good friend named Chris Johnson. He at the time was the director of jazz studies at the University of Utah, and he got a gig playing at the Tianjin Jazz Festival. So we were invited to go over there. Um, I taught a couple of workshops, um, and we did a live concert for the music department student body there. And I had a solo, so I just grabbed my phone and put it on the music stand and recorded it. 
That's really good. I, mean, I was really enjoying watching that. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to play it on the show here if I can get the audio to to be good enough for it. Um, and then you've got awesome. the and your newest project is Chromium Three. Is that am I correct? Yes, Chromium Three is my band. Um, and what it kind of is, it's got a lot of influence from my own friends and teachers, where we're doing like a lot of effects, a lot of looping. Um, we use like video projection to play weird videos while we play music. Oh, that's cool though. So it's sort of an AV experience. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, but mostly it's like improvised music. Yeah, that's I mean, we take, we've got like simple melodies that we come up with or little funk grooves or different things like that, or even jazz standards. And then we'll beat the hell out of them for 10 minutes. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. Uh, that's kind of what I've always done. I'm kind of an improv jazz guitarist, but I, I've been like I said, I've been here on and off for 20 years. I've always had a trouble, kind of getting it to work. I for for a while there, the uh, when the jam band thing was kind of big, I would get a lot of bookings. Mm -hmm. I'd get a lot of bookings and pull it off. But now I don't. I don't really seem to get any. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, we we don't have a lot of places to play, especially now since the pandemic. But um, I've done Arts Fest. There are a few like festivals that are really open to that kind of music. I do stuff with SB Dance. Um, Stephen Brown does a dance thing, um, and then he does Eat Drink Salt Lake. We play that every year. Um, so there, we've got a few people that are like, oh yeah, I really want them, you know, because of a niche. But other than that, we just part around and play clubs just like anybody else yeah i'm from atlanta georgia and i was like I, I literally went from opening for larry carlton to coming here and not being able to <laughs> to book a bar gig so but yeah. I, I end up playing country and rock and stuff that i don't really care much about playing but i don't know i kind of enjoy playing some of the country stuff but um cool. I, I saw a lot of your uh a lot of i don't know how why we haven't ran into each other before i saw you uh i saw you playing with like david halliday and uh, mm -hmm. and Izzy Smith. So I know yes. I know some of these guys. Uh, but I don't know why we haven't never run into each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not really in the jazz circle. I don't I don't play any traditional jazz. It's all smooth jazz. So they kind of oh, they, gotcha. they kind of don't let me in there in their group <laughs> of, of circle of people because <laughs> I'm not real jazz, I guess. <clears throat> um, yeah. And and you're a member of the uh, um, the jazz orchestra, Salt Lake, right? Um, I yes, I was the bass player for the Salt Lake City Jazz Orchestra for um, I'm trying to think of how many years, thirteen, fourteen years. Okay. Yeah, but I've actually just resigned from that post recently. Okay, yeah, and I guess they're not doing many gigs either <laughs> right now. Nobody mm -hmm. is. What uh, were you? I haven't had a gig since March. That's probably about when I did too. I'm kind of, I'm kind of semi-retired from it, so I only try to do, you know, maybe twenty gigs a year anyway. But I, yeah, I had, I definitely had all mine got got canceled. But uh, yeah, just recently picked up a country gig, but it's not until August. We'll see how it goes, and it's in Idaho. I don't think Idaho's as strict as they are around here about everything but probably should be <laughs> there you go. um and you and are you uh what's what's going on after the after this all lets up like what's going to be your main main deal like, um well i've got 
school starting, I think. Um, and then I'm just going to keep working on my bands. Um, right now I'm writing tunes for our first album. So that's really fun. Um, but once I can record and start working on that, that'll be where we go. I'm just sort of in a holding pattern, kind of like everybody else at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because who knows what's going on. Utah is one of the fastest COVID case growing places in the nation. So I'm trying to take it easy. Yeah. And people still don't want to put on a mask. <laughs> I don't get it, but I know, me <laughs> but it is what it is, I guess. Um, yeah. but, uh, as far as, uh, do you do any, uh, are you doing any kind of Facebook live sessions or any kind of deals like that? Or Yeah, I actually did. I've done Facebook live and I've done Instagram live. And, um, last weekend, I first time ever went live on Reddit. Um, they've got a, uh, Reddit session site. And the first night I had almost 12,000 individual viewers. I was like, whoa, wow, that's never crazy. had that big of a, audience yeah it was awesome yeah i haven't tried that one so i'll probably do <laughs> yeah reddit reddit sessions yeah pretty cool so i'll probably do some more on reddit um the thing about the facebook is it's just mostly my friends so i don't get a lot of viewers like oh it's him again <laughs> yeah that's what i but with doing. reddit it's uh, just a bunch of strangers looking for new music and fresh stuff and yeah that's probably why i got such a huge audience that night it was awesome that and that, that and you're an exceptional musician. <laughs> don't don't discredit that. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, where where are you guys recording your album at? Do you have a studio in town that you use? Or? I don't know yet. Um, like I said, I'm still in the preliminary composition stages, but I've used um, Michael Green, one of the best engineers in the area, for almost ten years for other projects. So I will use Michael for recording my album and he will uh engineer out of either funk studios or counterpoint okay yeah i've recorded um, a, i've recorded an album at counterpoint they're uh they're good guys yeah. over there um yep and what about uh you know i have a lot of musicians listen to this show we, we actually go out to eight countries i don't know how that happened but um a lot of them email me and ask me about uh you know about guitar nerd kind of stuff like they want to know what kind of basses mm -hmm. you play and stuff Oh, yeah, the gear stuff is pretty. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, I have a theme collection bass guitars. Um, I have an obscene collection of bass amplifiers. And you can you can look at all that stuff on my website, but I, I play, of course, classic Fender stuff. Um, I've got a bass by Warwick that I won. Yeah, that's good stuff. On test. Yeah, and and are are you normally do you normally play five string or you do any fretless or whatever is required? Okay. Yeah, so I have four, five, six, and seven string instruments. Okay. Um, I'm actually now an artist with the Fodera Guitars Company out of Brooklyn. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask you about um, that. They just recently endorsed you, huh? Yes, they're they're awesome instruments. Like the best bass guitars I've ever played in my entire life. They're incredible instruments. Yeah, so so I'm playing Federa. That's my main axe. Um, but like I said, I've got Fender. I've got a seven string Conklin. I've got an Ibanez five string. That's awesome. 
Um, as far as amps are concerned, I'm endorsed also by the Aguilar Amplification Company. I'm one of their, I'm one of their artists, or I endorse them, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, I use their Superlight gear and their Tone Hammer, Tone Hammer 500 and 700. I also have a DD751, which is sort of their flagship tube preamp uh, bass amplifier. So, but yeah, you can see all that stuff on my webpage. Um, so it's all, um, it's um, all there. I got pedals, I got nerdy, like lots of nerdy stuff. So, and I assume you play some stand up. I mean, I get, you have to in, in college and stuff, but do you still do a lot of stand up yeah. bass playing? I do, yeah. Um, I'm not only do I play jazz on the stand up, but my degree is actually in classical performance. So you bow and bow and um, get, yes. So, um, I'm the principal double bassist for. Uh, chamber orchestra here in Salt Lake called Symphonia Salt Lake. Okay. Um, and of course, we're not doing any gigs right now either. But um, it's a nonprofit chamber orchestra. And so we perform based on donations to us to perform. And also, we do community outreach and different things like that. So it's a great organization. But I'm the principal basis for that group. Oh, that's very cool. I was going to ask you do you are, do you know uh, Lynn Brown, the drummer? Yes, actually, I went to school with Lynn for a minute. Okay, there's our um, little, that's a little bit of a connection, and we Lynn and I just we wanted to start something kind of non pressure that would be easy, and we were we were starting a Creedence Clearwater uh, tribute band up. We got booked like five gigs, and then the the virus hit and like shot off all of our gig. We never actually got to play one. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I was in I was in school with Lynn for one semester, and then I graduated and started teaching again. And then he was actually a student in a couple of my classes. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I think he's teaching yeah. over at community college now. Oh, cool. Very now, cool. Now, can you uh, can people take lessons from you like privately or or online or anything? Yes. Yeah, so I'm teaching at home through Zoom. Okay. And um, I'm easy to get a hold of. If people want lessons, you can contact me through my website or find me on Instagram and DM me there. That's probably the quickest way is to just DM me on Instagram. Let's give all those uh, links uh, links out right now. So what? Okay, sure. So um, my handle on Instagram is um, Dr. So D-R underscore Basius, and that's B-A-S-S-I-U-S. Um, that's also my Twitter handle, so at Dr. Basius. Um, my YouTube is just Basius, and I've had that since 2005. Um, and then my website is DensonBasis.com, and you can find me through there. Okay. And then uh, do you have anything on Spotify? Or? Um, I have stuff on my own website. But most of the stuff that I'm posting right now is just for free. Like, I'm not trying to earn any money. So you can find a lot of my performances on YouTube. Yeah, and I was just, I was just re listening to a really cool song called Life Force on your website. Yeah, thank you. That's a great thing. Yeah, that's probably one of I was listening that, to all of them, but that was probably my favorite one. That's kind of stood out to me. Yeah, that's a that's a movement in a suite of solo-based stuff. And that was actually played on my... Seven string bass, like Uncle Seven String. 
I didn't even know they had seven mm-hmm. string. I played. I, I started out as a bass player, but I've never gotten to the level you're at. Um, but I, uh, I didn't even know they were seven string. I had a six string bass for a while, but what's the uh, seventh string? Cool. Like, is the seventh string a lower? So it adds another high note. Adds another. Well, it's a, it's up to you. You can make it a lower string, or you can add a higher string. And mine adds a higher string above the six. Like a high F. You got it. Okay, that's cool. Must get a little heavy though. <laughs> Playing, playing three sets with that on. Yeah, it, it, it weighs a lot. Yeah, it's a heavy bass. Yeah, I was uh, on the show right before this one. I had the uh, bass player for Robin Ford on, and uh, she was talking about that too. She got she kind of sticks to the to the five because it's so heavy for her, for her. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, as far as um. So you gave me your Twitter and you gave all that. And, and is there a place on they can watch you on Reddit, or is that just you'll kind of announce that on your? Uh, my oh yeah, my Reddit username is also Doctor Underscore Basius. And if you're on Reddit and you follow me on Reddit, you can get notified when I go live or post on Reddit as well. Any plans to right now to do it again, or just kind of sporadic? Uh, I, I was going to do it, um, maybe Sundays. Okay. Yeah. I haven't, like I said, I just did it for the first time last week and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So I don't have a schedule by, by any means, but when I start doing it. Yeah. This I'll one won't, uh, this show won't air in time for this Sunday for people to hear that. But, um, next Sunday it will. <laughs> so hopefully you may cool, know that. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, just kind of keep your eyes out for Sunday's. Okay, that's cool. And uh, can now are you available to play on people's albums or stuff? Uh, is it like studio work? Yes, I have actually done some remote recording while in quarantine. So if you reach out through those veins, I can send stems. Um, I've got a home studio that's up and running, and it's awesome. Um, so if you need bass on your on your album, I can do that too. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of inquiring for me because <laughs> I'm a, I'm okay. A, yeah, let's do it. I may get together with Lynn and uh, because I've I've got 26 albums out there, but I haven't cut an album in about four years and just kind of had a writer's block lately. But I uh, yeah, but I'm starting to write some more uh, smooth jazz yeah, stuff. Hit me up. Let's do it. Now, do your uh, your you don't have to say what price you charge right now, but we can talk about that later. But is it kind of very from project to project? Or? Uh, I just have a... Well, I don't mind saying. Um, I charge uh, 85 an hour with a two-hour minimum. So, But because we're in pandemic, it just kind of depends on what the project is. And so we'll negotiate as things are needed. Okay, very cool. Now, you, you said you, you don't know if your uh, classes are going to start back at the university yet? or um, Well, we have some things laid in place. I don't have all the details on ensembles yet so we're still kind of figuring that out yeah it's kind of up in the air my uh my son's mm-hmm. i have my oldest son's 17 he may be going there next year but he's not really a not really a music guy <laughs> but but he'll be up there um and so the in the album we were about to start working on that's for the chromium three right yeah that's a chromium three thing yep now, what kind of combo do you have there? Is it bass drums, keys, or bass drum sax, or, or? So the original iteration of Chromium Three was bass drums and sax, okay. and um, my sax player moved away, 
And so I started using trumpet and that's been really fun. Um, and then I booked a gig with, with a chromium with, it was like that, that trio, but the person wanted a keyboard player also. So I got Izzy Smith to play with us and I called it chromium quartet. Okay. You know, yeah. you know what you should so, do. Uh, you know who, who you might know this guy, but there's a guy named Josh Francis. Yeah, he used to play him. Oh yeah, I know Josh. Okay. I know Josh really well. Yeah, he was the when he first moved here. He was like I was. I gave him his first gig. He, he had like a seven piece oh, band cool. then, and uh, he's from Georgia too. But uh, yeah, he plays trumpet and keys, so you might could get two birds with one stone with him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know Josh really well. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um. Well, man, I appreciate you uh, calling in. Before I let you go, though, I forgot to ask you who are uh, who are some of your main influences on the bass? Man, I have tons. Um, how much more time do you want? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you, as long as you got, I'm doing nothing here. So, well, when I first started playing bass, um, my my band teacher in high school was like, "Hey, you got to check out these guys." You know, so he gave me sort of the the common list of upright players, um, like Paul Chambers and, um, Nielsen Orsted Pedersen and just, you know, all the kind of classic dudes, Ray Brown, then yep. Christian McBride started playing after that. Um, then he, he turned me on to a band that was led by Chip Korea, a piano player. Yep. And his bass player was John Patitucci. Yep, very familiar. And I and I love John Patitucci's playing. So I was super turned on by all that kind of music and my brain just went to fusion mode. Like, I want to do that, you know. And I actually worked at Walmart in Vernal to save up the money to buy a six string bass <laughs> so that I could play stuff that John was playing. So John was a huge influence for a lot of years. Um, and then when I got to college, I started uh, getting CDs from Columbia House. Do you remember Columbia yep, House? Yep, yep. I think you, I, you I pay think a I penny st- and you get like ten CDs or whatever. Yeah, I think I still owe them one hundred and fifty bucks from nineteen ninety. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was telling my kids about that. They're like, "What? That what? You bought what?" <laughs> yeah, the concept of mail mail order CD is just blew them away. Um, but yeah, I started getting a lot of like bass player CDs. So I, I found Jaco Pastorius when I was about 18 and he is amazing. So Jaco is a huge influence on me as just like pretty much every bass player that plays jazz and funk and modern fusion and stuff. Um, and, but also I had, uh, Victor Wooten was a, a huge influence when I was a kid and, and then about, oh, I was in college, I discovered a guy named Gary Willis. Oh, okay. And he's amazing. I love Gary Willis. So, you know, aside from the usual list of influences that every bass player has, uh, John, Victor, and Gary have actually been my teachers and friends for a while. I, my My last lesson that I took was from Gary. And I just finished doing Victor Wooten's Ace Nature Camp in in Zoom. Like he's a good friend of mine, and I work with him and teach with those guys, and they're just the greatest people ever. Awesome. Um, 
So it's really neat for me to be a man amongst giants. Like these guys know who I am. They know I'm a good bass player and you know, they respect me for, for that. And that's really neat. Like I, I, if I could go back in time and tell my 16 year old self that that's where I would be right now, I wouldn't believe it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I met, I met Victor Wooten. It was very weird. I was, I went to GIT in Atlanta when, uh, they had one there and my teacher was Jimmy Herring and he, uh, I was doing some gig somewhere. I was only like 19 years old and he, and Jimmy comes up to the side of the stage and says, Hey, this guy named Victor wants to come up and play bass on a song. I was like, okay, sure. I look over and it's Victor Wooten. I was like, Oh shit. I, Cause I wasn't, wow. I'm 19 years old. I ain't that good yet. I'm 52 now. <laughs> and I was like, next time you could have told me his last name. <laughs> Don't just say some guy. Named Victor. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and then I got a quick chick Korea thing too. My, uh, my best friend used to be a bartender in Atlanta where this big place and uh, Chick Corea's electric band was playing there and they were looking for a guitarist. I was like 22 at the time. They were looking for a guitarist. It was like right before Frank Gumbali came in and uh, okay. they, got, they got me and my friend got me a, a, a slot to come in and try out and I get there and, I'm, and Frank Gumbali's there basically trying out and i'm like i didn't even do it i just put my guitar back in the case and walked out I was like, wow I'm like i'm you know i wasn't anywhere close to that i'm, I'm much closer to that now but it's still 22 years old wow that's so crazy <laughs> did you uh watch the uh did you catch that jocko thing on netflix uh, i did yeah i actually bought it before they put it on netflix yeah, I was just—I uh, just actually yeah. watched it two or three days ago, and uh, I've always been a big fan of his yeah. weather report and stuff. I it's great. Well, man, I've kept you long enough. We're about at the thirty-minute mark here, almost. But I, I sure appreciate you calling in, and I hope you hope you stay safe, and I hope your classes start back up, and hope everything. Yeah, man. And hey, like I said, hit me up for that record. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm going to because I don't have a I don't have a basis. My uh, basis moved to Cle- back to Cleveland and. You know, I don't I don't stay busy enough to keep a regular bass player on on call all the time. So um, I'll well, do you it. Got one now. It'll be me and you and Lynn. <laughs> all right, all right, man. Well, thanks again, and I'll, I'll I'll catch you down the road. I'm sure. Okay, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. All right, people. That was uh, Doctor Denson on Yulo, and I. Uh, that's just D-E-N-S-O-N, A-G-U-L-O. He said it's like on you, on goo low, but it's A-G-U-L-A. Oh, sorry. A-G-U, A-G-U, A-G-U-D, no, A-G-U-L-O. But anyway, you'll be able to catch him around in the Salt Lake area. Um, like I said, he teaches at the uh, University of Utah. He can take base. Uh, lessons from him on zoom just go to his website um which we uh we gave that on uh he gave that to you in the interview i'll uh once i give the uh introduction to the show which uh i'm actually recording this before i'm recording the intro just a little uh trick that i do <laughs> i'm sure i'm not the only one but i'll uh, i'll have all that information for you and by now you would have already heard it because it'll air before this but i appreciate uh the good doctor 
calling in. He's a great bass player, man. You got to. I, I wasn't really familiar with him. I don't know why, but I came across him on Instagram. Noticed he was playing with other people that I knew, like Izzy Smith, which I kind of know. I don't know him great. And uh, David Halliday, who don't like me, but he uh, looks just like me. I don't know why he don't like me. <laughs> we, we're kind of kind of look alike. Uh, I don't know. I probably said something to piss him off. I'm sure. Sometimes it'd be like that. <clears throat> um, anyway, his uh, Dr. Uh, Aguilo, Angulo, Angulo. Why, why can't I say that name? Angulo. His uh, Chromium 3 is his uh, most recent band. But yeah, you can go <clears throat> right onto his website and listen to a bunch of songs. Um, his YouTube channel has got all kinds of stuff on there. Definitely encourage you to do that. Um, Going to sign off here. This has been episode 44 of Southern Man, Western Town. And uh, going to encourage you to wear your mask because we're still in the pandemic mode um utah's where we are here me and the doctor there both of us in utah i don't get too many people from utah calling me at the end of the show usually get in nashville and new york and stuff but both of us here in utah and we'd we i know we want to get out there and play again so i hope everybody puts on their mask and keeps their distance lets this damn virus run its course but until then stay safe i'm gonna catch you on episode 45 don't know who the guest is on that yet but like i said this is southern man western town please like subscribe and support and uh this is jeff lawrence and i am out of here and now a word from our sponsor welcome to the world of Black Doombug Records. Featuring the doom sounds of day glow morning. Rave Lover. Cult of Sorrow. Tommy Stewart's Dire Wolf. Wither Without You. Bloody Gyres. Negative Wall. And the Artists of Doobonomicon. Stone Man, Dead Register, and more. Black Duma Records. On Facebook, Twitter, Bandcamp, and Big Cartel, and BlackDumaRecords.co. Black Duma Records. Expect the dark.
Thank mm-hmm. you.